Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Good morning. Welcome to Spotlight on Maryland. It's Gina Crash, your host for the next half hour or so, and really excited to introduce you to my two guests this morning. First up, we have Olive Waxter. She is the executive director of the Hippodrome Foundation. Good morning, Olive. Good morning. It's so good to have you. And we're also joined by your colleague, Ron Legler. He is the president of the France Merrick Performing Arts Center. And I can't think of a more important time to have you both on. And I want to welcome you to the program. And Ron, how you doing? Really good, Gina. Thank you guys so much for having us today. Yeah, this is really, really important. Uh, best time I can think of uh, is now to talk to you guys. And um, first up, Olive, there's going to be questions for both of you. And if you ever you know, want to chime in uh, on each other's questions, that's cool. I know you guys have a great chemistry working so closely together. Um, Olive, tell us about the Hippodrome Foundation. If people don't know that are listening this morning, what is it? Sure, sure. Well, you know, for many of your listeners may remember the Mechanic Theater that was located in downtown Baltimore. We loved going to the to the Mechanic, but it had a problem, which it didn't. It, which was it didn't have enough seats. So leaders at the time, and we're talking about the 1990s, looked around, recognized that the historic Hippodrome Theater might be a solution to making sure that Broadway still would come to Baltimore in the future. So. Working with the state, the Hippodrome Foundation was the organization that raised the, the funding to make the Hippodrome project happen. And what, the, and what the project was is we actually combined four, four separate buildings. One of them was the Hippodrome Theater, and then we absorbed two, three other buildings. Three of them were renovated as part of the project, um, and th- that's how the whole Transmeric Performing Arts Center was born. The Hippodrome Foundation was the leader of the movement to raise the funds, and you know, in close partnership with the state. Yes, absolutely. Um, absolutely. And I don't, I don't know if a lot of people know that, right? Because when you look up uh, the Hippodrome on, you know, social media, you'll see that Transmeric Performing Arts Center, and maybe they don't realize the whole history, or that actually the foundation came before the building that we know and love uh, for arts, right here in Baltimore. Exactly. And, and, and one of the things that was very important, I mean, as much as I'm a compelling personality, Gina, I, if I wanted to have Wicked come to town, there was no way that we would be able to make things happen. So we, um, you know, we knew that the, the Hippodrome Foundation board members knew that the best way to secure the best of Broadway, the best of national touring Broadway, was to hire um, the best ox, uh, operator for the, for the space as we could. And so we did that and we hired Ron's company, Broadway Across America, to do that. Once the, once the building was up and operating, the Hippodrome Foundation could turn to its current mission, which is to share the assets of the space and, you know, provide the free programming for students and for people all over Maryland. So that's really what we, what we do now. Gotcha. That kind of brings us up to date. And Olive, what makes the Hippodrome Foundation uh, different from other arts organizations in Baltimore? Well, there sure are a lot of, a lot of organizations doing great work. Um, the Hippodrome Foundation is a particularly small team. 
<laughs> making you know making a big impact um, all over Maryland, serving thousands of students annually. And one of the things that's different about our organization um, is that we have access again to the very best national Broadway touring stars to um, interface with students in in Baltimore. Um, you know, having a company like like Ron's Broadway Across America that manages uh, 46 venue, you know, venues in 46 different markets in North America, we also get to hear best practice in other locations. So when something works in St. Louis or wherever, um, we are able to re- replicate it and, and create the be- very best education programming for people in the state of Maryland. Boy, that's an advantage for sure. That's awesome. Uh, it's kind of mind-boggling to think all that uh, Ron's company does, Broadway Across America, we're so thankful for it and so thankful that it's here in, in our neighborhood. And um, what has the, um, people might wonder what the Hippodrome Foundation has been doing during the shutdown um, and how much of that have you been able to sort of pivot and do and sort of, you say you're already small, so is, were you impacted personally in that you might have lost staff at all? or? Um, we- we did for low staff, Gina, and it's been such a trying time for the theater. I know. I mean, hear here on what you said about Ron's company because you know it, we've been working together very tightly as a team to create and you know, try and do our very best for our market during this time. And specifically, what that has meant is the Hippodrome Foundation pivoted very quickly. So the governor's executive order hit um, in mid March, as everyone knows, in 2020. Um, that shut down our building, and up until then, all of our programs, so our workshops and you know our our master classes, all had been in person. So quickly, the Hippodrome Foundation pivoted to virtual learning in April of 2020, and I'll, you know, and that means master classes, workshops, our summer camp, everything was virtual, um, and we actually have found that. In, in many ways, the students need us now more than ever. And um, in, a, in a typical year, we might, in a typical season, like a Broadway season, which will generally run September to June, the Hippodrome Foundation might provide nine or ten master classes. Well, during this time frame, we are cruising quickly towards 100 master classes for students and teachers all over the state of Maryland. So we are definitely risen to the challenge of trying to help teachers and students during this terrible period. Yeah, it helps with the digital divide, I would imagine, too, um, and sort of making it accessible for people that might not have been accessed, have access to it previously. Um, and how can who can take advantage, rather, of the Hippodrome Foundation's free programs? You know, where can listeners go also for more information about them as well? So most often, the Hippodrome Foundation programs um, are we, we, we get them two ways. Either they're existing partner schools, because we do have a number of partner schools um, in Baltimore County and Baltimore City that we work with on a regular basis. But also, we have a great relationship with school systems in this area. And many times when we have a, a literacy program or a, a student matinee, we will be in touch with leaders from the school system who will, who will give us um, schools to work with. But let me tell you, Gina, parents and teachers reach out to us all the time, and I do encourage folks to, to contact me directly. If you search Hippodrome Foundation, you will find me, but my email address is olive 
W at hippodromefoundation.org. And some of our very best participants have been, um, you know, we've included them because a teacher or a, or a parent reached out to me. Oh, that's great to know that you're so accessible like that. So that's not often that someone will give us their email live on the radio right now. But we really appreciate that. <laughs> that's just how easy it is. And I was going to ask you, how do schools get involved? And that, that totally, I love it. Um, so if anybody's hearing that, please contact Olive. Absolutely. Well, after you finish listening to this interview, of course. And I understand that the Hippodrome Foundation launched a really cool program back in December called At The Stage, which provided free virtual workshops any Maryland teacher can use. That's awesome. Can you tell us more about that program too, Olive? And I will tell you that my, my email address is live for donors out there, too, who want to participate. That's uh, right. You can, you can definitely reach out to me. But I um, so actually the, at this stage is, is, a, is a great example of the way that the Hippodrome Foundation is really trying to help teachers and students during, during the pandemic. Um, what, what it is is um, a program that, that Hippodrome Foundation invested in so that teachers um, can sign up themselves, have access to either a live virtual uh, workshops with, with Broadway cast members. I mean, these are Tony Award cast members providing workshops. Or if the timing doesn't work of a certain class, the teacher can have access to a, to a library of workshops. And it's, they're, they're really, really great. So th- for the teachers out there who need a break, maybe even for a, for a day, it's a 45-minute workshop um, provided by cast members of, you know, Wicked, Dear Evan Hansen, Lion King. And, and the workshops um, have themes about anti-bullying, try your hardest, you know, uh, you could learn about puppet making. There's assorted topics that teachers can pick, pick from. And one of the cool things is that already 100 teachers in the state of Maryland, more than 100 teachers have signed up to participate um, it's just like a tool that you can put in your, you know, in your box um, to pull out as a fun reward for, t- for students or a class that's trying really hard, or maybe there's a topic that's especially interesting to a teacher out there. So that's a great example of Hippodrome Foundation just trying to equip teachers out there with things that are interesting and fun for, for, for students to do. Wow, that's a great response. And if there's any kind of silver lining uh, during the pandemic, do you feel like your service area has expanded thanks to the virtual learning that we mentioned earlier? Oh, my. Wow. I mean, in, in, you know, in previous days, really, proximity to the theater was the, was the thing that, that, that made a difference on whether a school got to be included or not. Um, you know, our partner schools are all within a proximate area, but in the times of virtual learning, it doesn't matter whether you're next door or whether you're five hours. So one of the very best silver linings um, of this pandemic uh, for us has been that we've opened doors and are working with, with teachers and students across the state of Maryland in St. Mary's County, Garrett County, all these counties that, um, you know, we might have had a couple visitors, but now we're full-on working with them. And that, that to me, is great and something we probably will continue um, after we can all be safely together again. For sure. I think we're going to have even more visitors once we can come back. Um, And can you tell us more about, you mentioned um, your summer plans for the Hippodrome Foundation, about what is camp going to look like uh, this year? So Camp Hippodrome is something that, it's it's really a signature program of, of the Hippodrome Foundation. And in the past, 
what we've done is we've invited 500-ish campers to be a part of a free summer theater camp at the Hippodrome Theater where, um, where the, the students actually end up performing their final performance on the Hippodrome stage. Holy it's, cow, that's an amazing reward. Wow. It's been amazing, and that is something that we will strive and look forward to doing sometime in the future. Last year, because of, you know, of obvious reasons, we actually took that camp virtual. Um, and, and you know what, Tina? The kids, the kids did great. I was nervous going in that it would, that could it, how could it possibly be as effective as our in-person onstage camp? But, wow, the kids put together a, a great virtual performance. And right now we are making plans for summer 21. Um, I think probably we're going to have a hybrid situation where some of the camp will be, be virtual. And then hopefully as we, as numbers go down for the pandemic um, and cases, we will offer a, an in-person summer program too. That's great. And we're talking about other positive things that have come out of the pandemic. Tell us about some of those, including your uh, very important new nutrition program, food play. Yes. Okay. So, but, you know, the Hippodrome Foundation has been probably closer than ever working with teachers about what they need right now with their students. So Food Play was developed in response. Food Play is a program um, that was developed in response to a, a principal who, who called up our education director and said, you know what, uh, I am watching these students on screen and they just look less and less healthy as the pandemic goes on, all this virtual learning has a lot of sitting. So the students aren't even walking to school and that kind of thing. So we developed a program where students, I don't want to spoil it, but it's about, a, it's about an Olympic juggler who's trying to make the team and she's eating all the wrong foods, Gina. Uh-oh. So she, uh-oh. So she's struggling to make that team. And then she realizes if she eats a little bit better, that maybe there'll be a better outcome. And again, don't want to spoil it, but it's, um, it's, it's really just using the performing arts. So the students will be able to have access to a virtual performance of this, of this show, Food Play. The Hippodrome Foundation also purchased books, 625 books, which are in the hands of students now to read about food choices and there and there's um you know the homework is to come up with a healthy snack and that that kind of thing and so my point is we're like a pt boat gina and when (laughs) yep when somebody has a need and raises their hand and there's something clever we can do that involves the performing arts um boy we're on it so that's you know that's that's been a silver lining actually our creativity in programming has um, has been a silver lining. We're serving, you know, more teachers and more students across the state. Um, I, again, I think I said virtual learning is really here to stay. Oh yeah, yeah, and for, for sure. And you know what else? I hadn't even thought about this, but you're also helping. Obviously, Broadway, you know, has been uh, you know dark and shuttered for for over a year now. So those cast members who are out of work and have been out of work, you know, they're helping the students now. So that gives them some interaction and and them to be able to do what they love on a different level that is even maybe more impactful in a lot of ways. I had a cast member tell me last week. I'll tell you her name: Selena Nightingale from Aladdin, who said I. I don't know what I would have done without the Hippodrome Foundation during this pandemic. It's been a lifesaver, and I'm extremely grateful. And I said to her, well, you have been a lifesaver too, Selena. I've I've watched her in class, and she does a fantastic job. And this is a time when these students 
there's a lot of mental anguish that goes on and moving and grooving with a Broadway cast member who's positive can can be meaningful and, and life-changing for some of these students. Very important point. Thank you for bringing up the mental health component as well, because that is so, so important. And um, can you tell us a little bit more as we lead into, um, you know, Ron's leadership during this challenging year and a little bit more about uh, the Hippodrome Foundation's partnership with Broadway Across America? Sure. So, um, as I mentioned, we hired the very best of the best, Broadway Across America, to manage our building in our market. Um so, and I will, I will tell you that under Ron, Ron has been at the, he's, he's not, he's not shy, but he can be, you know, humble. And uh, under his leadership, the, the building, our building has thrived in Baltimore with expanding subscribers and happy patrons. So uh, we're, we're, I mean, I'm personally so happy to work with Ron and he's been so good for our market. Um, Broadway Across America is, um, is a, important and vital critical key to the success of the hippodrome and um so i'm i'm glad that that i have him as a resource and also um, all the folks that are up in new york who have such great expertise and and ron we'd love to hear more from you now about what has surely been a difficult time for the hippodrome theater um tell us a little bit about what's happened with the theater since governor hogan's executive order which shut the theater down at the start of the pandemic um you, no one can tell us about that better than you can ron well, Gina, we, um, you know, we were just riding this high after Hamilton and having all these major shows come to the Hippodrome. Um, it was like the golden era of touring Broadway at the time. And then we had a sold out run of Wicked in February. And then all of a sudden the bottom dropped out. Um, so we um, it's been devastating for our entire industry, not just the Hippodrome Theater, but our entire um, performing industry has, has just been uh, forgotten, you know, so it's, uh, it's been very sad. We, we have over 200 employees at the Hippodrome that haven't had work. So people in our, in our Hippodrome family have been out of work for over a year at this point. Um, and, um, but you know, we have to look to the future. Our main concern is just making sure the building, um, is meeting all the requirements that we could do to keep the building active. Um, it's hard. This building used to be open 24 seven. Um, and the air conditions are always on, the elevators are always working. So shutting the building down uh, was, was really difficult and it comes with some aches and pains. Um, so we're just trying to make sure that the building itself uh, stays uh, up to par as, as much as we can. The building costs about $50,000 a month to operate, even though nobody comes through the building whatsoever. Um, and that's, we don't even have a mortgage for the building. So it's a very, it's, a, it's an entire city block um, when Olive talked about the four buildings, um, we uh, it's about 300,000 square feet with 16 different air conditioned HVAC units and 14 different roof structures. Uh, it's a very big building, a big responsibility. So uh, we're doing everything we can to make sure that the building's ready. When we do reopen, um, we're working with some of the world's best people, Dr. Joe Allen, Harvard professor and director of the Healthy Buildings Program, is guiding us on how we can uh, change our HVAC system so that we can introduce more fresh air into the building and keep the building as healthy as we can um, when we do come back for Broadway. Um, we're also working with our local partner at LifeBridge Health um, and their team to, um, who keeps all the hospitals in such great shape. We're working with them as well on touchless environments and uh, new cleaning standards and different protocols that we'll put in place 
for when the building does become open and we can invite our guests and our cast members back in. Yeah, it's going to be better than ever, literally. And um, that's that's so cool. You're working and really thinking about all those things that are so, so important. And with the theater being closed, people might want to know, all, you just mentioned uh, right there, $50,000 deficit right out of the gate and how much square footage you're dealing with and how many different issues we don't even think about with, with it being closed. So what it, what's you know what can people do to, to help? What's the most uh, you know critical need and the easiest way that they can get involved if they aren't already? Well, Gina, I do want to talk about a silver lining in this is that We've only had 1% of our subscription base um, cancel this year, um, which honestly is is unheard of and incredible. On a regular year, we could have 7 to 10%, um, but it just goes to show you that Baltimore is um, such a wonderful city and how much it cares about its performing arts and the Hippodrome in particular and Broadway. Um, we have been so grateful. Um, people have kept their season tickets, kept... Any, they donated tickets back to the Hippodrome Foundation, donated money back to the Hippodrome Foundation, um, and and stuck with us through this whole thing. So we're, we're very, very fortunate. And um, honestly, the best way you can help us is to become a subscriber. Um, when we know that we have 12,000 people coming for a one-week Broadway run, we can only sit 18,000 people. So when, when Broadway shows look at Baltimore to come to, they, they want to make sure there's as little risk as possible. So the more season ticket holders we have, the less risk we have to the show, uh, which also attracts better shows in our season. So it's a, it's a really big win-win. Um, and honestly, you know, it's so easy. Go to BaltimoreHippodrome.com. You can see our whole season. We announced that we are returning in the fall of 21, um, and we're really, really excited about it. And um, like I said, we're doing everything we can, working with the industry, the Broadway League, and all of our partners around the country. One of the benefits of having Broadway Across America, like Olive said, is that we have 43 other markets to look at, um, and, and we're all working together to make sure that we have one message and one way forward uh, when we do open in the fall, and, and we're looking forward to it. Um, you know, Broadway itself right now is closed. There is no Broadway anywhere in the United States. Um, and we're, we're even looking at Australia. They just opened Hamilton to sold out engagements in Australia. Um, and we're learning from Australia what they're doing correctly, what they're trying to fix, uh, and how we can learn from that uh, when we do get open. Oh, that's so cool. And, oh, gosh, we've got the five-minute warning already. So, Ron, I know we've got, like, a million more things to talk about. But um, what is, like, the most important thing you think we want to cover in our, in our final minutes here? Well, Gina, I just think we want people to know that we, we're not going to open until we can be safe and we can make sure that everything's going right. And I, I think the country's going in the right direction. I think by the fall of 21, um, you know, we cannot open with social distancing. Uh, most likely we will be opening with masks at that point. Um, but we hope that as things get better and better, we can lift those re restrictions and we can start to live our new normal um, in the United States and bring, you know, all the things that we love to do. There's nothing... I love all the filming and all the technology that's come along, um, but there's nothing like being in a room with a live performance with a live orchestra and sharing a, a live experience with 2,200 strangers in a room. So I know that we're, everyone's looking forward to getting back to that, and um, especially the Hippodrome. We, we appreciate our audiences. Uh, we can't wait to get our cast and our family at the Hippodrome back to work um, and really you know, bring our industry back to life. And clearly... Hey, you know Yes, yes, Olive, yes, please feel free Sorry to Sorry to interrupt in. you, but, you know, I know we're coming to the end, and there's one super exciting thing I really want everyone to know about um, at, that's going on in the building. I remember when I was talking about the four buildings that were part of the Franz Merrick Performing Arts Center? Yes. Well, the 
three of them were renovated when the building reopened back in 2004, and we have such an exciting capital project going on right now um, where we're going to actually renovate the fourth building, the northernmost building of the complex, into a flexible event space that can be used by members of our community. It really is going to change West Baltimore um, and the France Merrick Performing Arts Center so that we have multiple users um, and lower price entertainment as an option, as well as many more programs for the Hippodrome Foundation. So that space is currently called the M&T Bank Pavilion, um, and, and we have a robust capital campaign going where we have more than $10 million raised and with, uh, you know, construction drawings complete, we're shovel ready to go. And I feel, really feel like, again, the Hippodrome Foundation will make a major impact on our market just with, when this space opens. So I just want everybody to know about it. And Ron, I don't know if you have anything to add. Well, Gina, we, we just know that this is going to be a game changer. This is going to take us into the next 25 years. You know, the Hippodrome is a historic building. Um, this space is actually fantastic. It was an old bank building from 1800s. Um, it's going to bring a new life to that area. There's so much happening with the brand new, um, you know, the brand new uh, buildings that are going on around us. We have Spring Hill Suites getting ready to open. We have the new Lexington Market. Um, the neighborhood just looks better than ever. Uh, and we're really excited to um, continue to be a driving force uh, with our friends at Everyman Theater right across the street. The Bromo District is is growing and getting better. Uh, it's getting safer, and and um, these new these new buildings are just so exciting. So we're going to keep pace. You know, we're always going to look at our buildings to see the maximum impact we can make in our community. Uh, and this space is one of the most exciting things that's happened in a very long time. There's 40 different organizations that don't have homes in Baltimore, arts organizations, and we hope to be the incubator. We hope that we can bring uh, a new life to our area and, and make sure that the Hippodrome is staying in constant contact with our community. Um, and we, we just couldn't be more excited about it. Gosh, I was going to ask what you're most excited about. And I think, I mean, that is ex so exciting. And also the fact that, you know, we're, you've got your schedule coming up in the fall. I mean, there's so much to be excited about. But this is just a wonderful for, for you and for Baltimore and for the foundation. And um, w there's so much going on. So how can people stay up to speed with all these wonderful updates from the Hippodrome? Let people know how they can get uh, in touch with you online and also uh, on social media. And also, uh, Olive, you wanna, if you want to give that email address out one more time for, for all that you do as well, because that's, that's important. Love it. It's, um, again, my, my email address is olive, O-L-I-V-E-W, at hippodromefoundation.org. Perfect. And whatever your interest is, we'll and Gina, yeah, go ahead, Ron. And Gina, if people are interested in if they're interested in following us on any of the social media sites, it's at Hippodrome B Way. Um, and again, our our main site is BaltimoreHippodrome.com. It's nice and easy. It'll guide you through everything that's coming up and all of our plans. So per perfect. I know you're very active on Facebook and Instagram and Twitter. And gosh, you know, we could even probably find you on LinkedIn if we wanted to, right? Exactly. <laughs> yes, I'm there. Well, We're everywhere. Fantastic. And that, that you've been hearing uh, Ron Legler. He's the president of the France Merrick Performing Arts Center and also the, uh, the the man, the myth behind Broadway Across America and all that he does. It's just so exciting to talk to you both today. And Olive, we uh, I'm sorry, Olive Waxter, the executive director of the Hippodrome Foundation. I'm so ex excited. I almost misspoke, Olive. Thank you both for <laughs> joining me today. It's been so much fun. I could talk to you for another half hour. Well, 
We can hang up and, and call you back. Okay, perfect. Part two coming up soon right here. Thank you both so much for looking forward to it. Gina, thank you so much. Gosh, love it. Well, keep yep. keep my number and, uh, and come back and join us anytime, you guys. And thank you all for listening to the show and supporting us here. This has been a production of Odyssey Baltimore.